Y'all get ready. Yes, you get ready. Shout out to all my tea sippers out there. We are gathered here today to sip some tea, honey. So make sure you guys have your tea cups ready because you already know this tea is what? Piping hot. Happy Monday, tea sippers. I hope you guys are doing good today. Thank you guys for tuning in. I cannot believe it's already the end of the month. Today is January 31st. Where the hell did January go, baby? I'm like, damn, January literally disappeared. But it's cool, though. You know what I'm saying? I've taken out this whole month to, like, just heal. And I'm definitely feeling, you know what I'm saying, a lot better. So I can't wait to eventually come back and live stream in the month of February. But anyways, honey, there's so much tea to be spilled. A lot of stuff went down this weekend that I really want to touch on. Um, child, it's just getting crazy out here, okay? So anyways, I finally got some sleep on Sunday. Only to wake up to my phone getting blown up with messages and me getting tagged in the latest news concerning Nick, a.k.a. Dick Cannon, okay? You're the reason why dedicate my life i just feel like dick cannon is a more fitting name for nick okay at this point i mean shit we don't see in his package but um anyhow what went down is that basically nick aka dickifer was spotted at a gathering in malibu okay with model brie taisi and brie taisi who nobody even knew was pregnant was doing a gender reveal party and Nick Cannon was spotted, once again, dressed in white, honey. And he had his hand on her baby bump. I don't know about you, but if he wasn't the father, he wouldn't be touching her stomach. Because, you know, men don't play about that shit. Don't come lay hands on my pregnant wife, fool. We don't know what your intentions are towards my newborn. So, obviously, with his hands being on her belly... I'm assuming he's the one who knocked her up. So there were all these pictures. People were there celebrating. They're amongst friends and family. And it ended up being a boy. So he's having another boy with Brie Taisi. Now, what's very interesting about this whole situation is that Brie, at one point in time, was married to football player Johnny Menzel. They ended up getting divorced in 2019 because allegedly Johnny had cheated on her. Then they got back together in 2020, tried to make it work. And then they got divorced again. Because I guess he just wouldn't stop cheating or whatever. So since then, she's been single. But it's very interesting because they recently divorced and finalized everything. She even threw a divorce party. Oh, yeah, sorry. Ooh. Bye. Bye-bye. And then all of a sudden, you start seeing her hanging out with Nick Cannon. What folks don't realize... Her Nick Cannon went to her birthday party. She had a big old birthday celebration, honey, red carpet and all. And Nick Cannon was on the red carpet with her. And this was about six months ago. This was for her 30th birthday. And this was about six months ago that they were seen, you know, hanging out and partying together. And once again, he's wearing all white. So, but, you know, everybody had assumed they was friends. We didn't know she was going to be the baby mother of his eighth child, honey. Another thing that I find very interesting about this is Bree has also been on Wildin' Out. His other baby's mother, I believe Alyssa Scott, he has so many I can't keep up. She's also been on Wildin' Out. There's been a few of them that have gone through the Wildin' Out doors. The thing that's kind of troubling with this situation is, is, is he using Wildin' Out to recruit girls? Because I'm sure he's sleeping with way more people. These are the ones he's just happening to choose to knock up because they're, they're agreeing to get knocked up, right? But it's it's almost like he's using wilding out as a way to like 
court females or, you know what I'm saying, find his next potential baby's mother. It's just very strange. And if this was corporate America, this would be a no-go. You're not supposed to dip your pen in company ink. You're not supposed to sleep with your coworkers and people who do things on the job. She's not a wildin' out girl. She's not on there permanently, but she's been on the show. And I just, I don't know. I just feel like Nick is walking a slippery slope by mixing business with pleasure. Because you don't want it to be a situation where these girls feel like they're going to get something out of this if they sleep with him or have his child. And then when nothing comes from it, then all of a sudden, I don't want to hear five years later, there's a surviving Nick Cannon. I just think at this point he needs to slow down. I think he's moving a little bit reckless, you know, and people make excuses. like well, He has money. He's having all these kids because he's sick. A lot of people out here sick and suffering from chronic illnesses, okay? Um, but that doesn't mean that their damn womb is for sale. That doesn't mean that you should be out here just, you know, just knocking up everybody willy-nilly. And it's also very interesting that, you know, he's very pro-black, but none of these women are ever black. I've kind of peeped that, too. You know, that's another interesting thing. But I just think that, you know, he's moving kind of reckless because let's not forget, has it even been a month or two since... The, the prior baby's mother had lost her child. You know, they lost little Zen Cannon. And I mean, that's so sad. He had a debilitating disease and he passed away. And I'm sure that mother is still mourning. And the whole time he had another baby brewing in the wings. It's just strange. I just don't understand his moves. You know, I respect him as a businessman. And, you know, as far as like all the things that he's created, like Wildin' Out and just all the programs that we grew up with watching him on Nickelodeon. You know, he's a very smart brother, but I just don't understand his moves when it comes to him creating all of these families. Because I don't care how much money you have. You're only one man and you can't be in multiple places at once. I honestly would respect this more if this was some type of polygamy situation where he had all these different, you know, quote unquote sister wives and they all lived on some big ass commune in Malibu. Okay. And he was there to raise all of these kids underneath one roof. That to me is more organized chaos. Polygamy is the umbrella term for a multi-person relationship. And in polygyny, it's geared more towards the male having separate wives, and that's what we're striving to do. I thought it was more for you than it was for me. Right. That was the biggest stigma that I had to get over. All right, white one. I knew absolutely nothing about polygamy. It took me a lot of learning, background, history, everything, to actually understand the benefits of it. <laughs> I realized I would have somebody who has my back with not only my children, with my husband, with my house, with everything. Okay. So we agreed to give it a try. But what he's doing is just kind of reckless. And unfortunately, a lot of dudes are looking at this, especially young boys, and they're thinking this is cool. This is the way to be. But the problem is a lot of these young boys don't have Nick Cannon's money. So it's not the way to be. You don't want to be creating a bunch of broken homes. So, I, you know, I, you know, at this point, what are his friends saying when he tells his friends that, oh, I have another kid on the way? Are people even saying congratulations anymore? Or are they just shrugging their shoulders and saying, mm, OK, and moving on to the next conversation? Because it's like, how many, you know, congratulations can we give one man? How many baby showers can we go to? How many gender reveals can we go to? This is a lot. And this is all in the span of less than two years. He literally had like three kids born in the month of June or something. 
I mean, he had like four kids in 2020. I, I can't keep up. Y'all gonna do the research. He's had several kids in a very short span, okay? So I just think he's doing a bit much, you know. Um, hopefully, you know, this is it. But I think he said on The Breakfast Club that he wants 10 to 12 children. So this probably will not be it. Again, these women are not blameless. So it's not just on Nick. It definitely takes two. Um, these women are obviously willing to loan their womb out to him because of status, fame, and money. Let, let's keep it real. I'm not saying that Brie is not popular or people don't know who she is, but her name has not been ringing bells like that until yesterday when she was found out to be his, what, sixth baby's mother. The whole situation is interesting, child, but um, yeah, congrats on the little boy, honey. Moving on. <laughs> All right, so the next thing I want to hit on is the situation that went on with Tisha Campbell this weekend. This is like really frightening. Tisha Campbell feels like she was about to be kidnapped into human trafficking. And so this video is going viral. She is going off. Let me read to you guys what she wrote before I play the video. So Tisha Campbell says, this was a video that I sent to my brother right after it happened, but I felt it was important for people to be aware. I need for everyone to be overly cautious of themselves and their loved ones. As Tan DeVere says, it's shopping season where traffickers try to snatch people up. If I wasn't from Newark, boy... If Tony Rivera hadn't schooled me and my friends on what to look for, shit would have been real different. Plus, I don't sound like I look. I am thankful to the production for their concern and their understanding. What's crazy is I went back to the front desk and the guy that gave me the taxi number wasn't there. I asked the woman where he was and she looked at the number and says, why would he give you this number? This isn't the normal number. It was a setup for real. So I'm going to go ahead and play you guys her video. Y'all go ahead and check this out. Don't freak out, but I think I almost got snatched up. So they don't have Ubers where I'm, I'm filming and I had to call a taxi. So I get this number, but the, the, the truck that, that the van that pulls up is real sketchy looking, but there's a guy in the back seat, right? So when he jumps out, the guy is just standing there. I thought he was getting dropped up, but he's just standing there. And he goes, get in. And I go, what? He goes, get in. And I go, no. And then I look at the car, look inside the car, it's fucked up, the rubber is pulled up from the bottom, there's dirt everywhere, the, the back seat looked like it's snatched out and snatched out for a fucking reason. And so the guy in the front seat, the, the driver goes, get in the car. And I go, well, I'm not getting in the car. And the guy in the back is like kind of mushing his body towards me to get in the car. And the guy says, well, then get in the front seat then. And I said, I'm not getting in that fucking car. Fuck y'all. Fuck out of here, right? I asked the lady at the front desk. I said, yo, who's the guy that gave me this number? And she was like, why would he give you this number? Yo, this trafficking shit is real, but they got me fucked up. They got me fucked up. Because I ain't Gina, bitch. All right, so you guys just saw the video. Now, I know a lot of people are dissecting this video. Some people are like, you know, why? Why does she have a filter on if this is a serious situation? What's up with the you go girl hat? Her hair's a mess. You know, people are literally dissecting this video, child. All that aside, okay? I understand that sometimes celebrities do things for attention. Sometimes they get the Jesse, you know, smoulet bug where they just got to lie about shit. But all that aside, I do believe her. Because if y'all don't know... Back in 2020, I did a video and I talked about this warning people. I did a podcast, actually, and it was about the Wayfair situation. Remember when Wayfair was accused of kidnapping and trafficking kids and they had all this heavy ass furniture for like 
it normal furniture should have been like between one to maybe two thousand dollars. They literally had like desks and and chests and things like that for like fifteen to twenty grand, and they were named after missing children. And once people put two and two together, Wayfair tried to wipe everything, you know, off the site. It was crazy. But I did a whole breakdown. Uh, part of the videos on YouTube where people were commenting, but it's a full podcast. You got to look for it. Wayfair, lovely tea. And um, in that video, if you guys remember, I showed you guys that human trafficking is very real from America to Africa to Central America to Asia. And you have people who, you know, what I'm saying tear out these vans and they make them soundproof. And once they get you in there, nobody can hear you scream. It was the most chilling thing that I had to put together. I park next to them and definitely don't park in between them. Also, if you're moving or having to shop, shop during the day. Try to avoid going to major mall places in the evening or at night when it gets dark. So if you come out of a shopping area at night and you're wedged in between two vehicles like that, if you have an SUV, try to go through the trunk of the vehicle to get to the driver's seat. If you have to enter through the driver's side door, get your mace or get you a weapon out because what they do is they jump out of those vehicles and hit you with a syringe to make you pass out. I don't really do this, but um, this is important. This is necessary. Um, this whole human trafficking, sex trafficking thing is not a game, it's not a joke, it's real. Alright, so need you guys to take it seriously. Um, just sent out a bunch of uh, videos and emails to the females in my life, my aunts, my sisters, my daughters, my nieces. Um, take this stuff seriously, guys. Um, don't go anywhere. This, especially this holiday season Don't go anywhere by yourself uh, Whatever shopping you got to do Let's try to get it done during the day Because um, a lot of what these people are doing They're doing at night And they're doing Once they get you, they got you You might as well be on the moon It ain't nothing that law enforcement can do When we don't know where you're at Won't have And a lot of times people always think That human trafficking is only geared towards children It's not they are trafficking women, grown women and grown men into sex rings, prostitution rings. Um, and in certain places in Africa, they are kidnapping people for human rituals. Now, that's a whole nother video. I've been I've been thinking about doing a video on that, but I think that might be too deep for YouTube. So I might just have to save it for like the discord meeting. But the human ritual trafficking is getting bad, very, very bad. I don't think YouTube would even allow me to talk about it, but in places like Nigeria and in Ghana, um, they're called money rituals, and you have to do them with human sacrifices. And it's on the rise in a lot of places in West Africa. Um, you know, I talk about it all the time with my family, but it's it's deep. This human trafficking goes very, very deep. It's not just the sex trafficking that these humans are being used for. It's not just the pedophilia. It's also for rituals as well. It's it's a scary rabbit hole. Um, I don't even know if I'm ever going to talk about it, to be honest with you. But just know that the, the human trafficking thing globally is very, very deep. And um, it's scary. You know, it's, it's very scary because anybody can be susceptible. You have to be very aware of your surroundings. There's even been situations like, you know, how sometimes you come out the club and there's like a flyer on your car. 
you have to watch out for that because there's been situations where some of that paper that's left on people's cars, like, oh, here goes my business card. I clean houses. They've been dipped in poison that can knock you out if it gets through your skin. Like, let's say they dip it in, like, fentanyl powder. You don't know. You're going to try to move it off your windshield, and now you're getting hit, and these people are following you. You know what I'm saying? They're following you to your destination. You're kind of getting out of it. It's crazy the things that they do. People have ran up on people and hit them with, like, you know, uh, things that were, like, poured into a sock to knock them out. Like, you know, liquid, I can't think of the name, but they'll pour liquid on a sock and run up behind you and knock you out and drag you into a car. So, you know, I do believe her. But again, we have to be smart. Somebody just hands you a phone number and says, call this phone number to get a ride. Absolutely the fuck not. Okay. You should always be using your Uber or your Lyft or, you know, I'm saying calling somebody that, you know, or getting on public transportation. Um, also even with Uber and Lyft, you also have to be careful because some of those people are not always vetted. You have a lot of people right now who are struggling. They need extra work and that's a quick source of income. Let me sign up to be an Uber driver. There's not a lot of background checks. So you don't really know who you're getting in the car with. All of those people are potential strangers. So even with that, you want to just kind of be mindful and be careful and things like that. But it's really frightening. We're living in a really, really dark world. We're living in really dark times, you know, and all of this stuff is real. You know, so many years people labeled people who thought outside the box as crazy conspiracy theorists and y'all are reaching. Nobody's out here human trafficking. Don't nobody want y'all's asses. Shut up. You know, but it's, it's very real and it's happening more and more. And I just want people to be aware. And while social media can pick her video apart and say she's crazy and, you know, it's because of her that Martin ended. I don't know what the Martin show has to do with her story. But, I mean, some of the comments were a bit over the top. But at the end of the day, she's bringing attention to human trafficking. And I do believe her because, like I said, I've covered stories like this. And it's very real out there. And you have to be very, very mindful of your, of your surroundings. Even when you're shopping, you know, look around. You know, make sure there's nobody near your car. If there's any type of flyer paperwork on your car, you know, try and uh, keep like some tweezers on you. So that way you can just grab it and, you know, toss it in the trash. I don't trust any type of flyers, anything left on my car. I won't touch it. I'll just drive with it on my shit. And you know what I'm saying? Hit my windshield wipers and let that bitch blow in the wind. I don't touch anybody's because I don't I don't trust it. You know, so it's a lot of scary things happening out here. So just everybody, please stay vigilant and please stay safe. OK, so now the last story that I want to hit on. This is really sad. Um, one of my girls caught me. To tell me when this first broke. And she is a huge fan of this beautiful woman. Her name is Chesley Chris. And she's a huge fan. Um, and the girl was literally crying when I talked to her yesterday. She was sending me voice chats like literally in tears. She was crying for this woman like she knew her because she really looked up to her. She admired her. She admired her strength. Um, she went through a lot in the pageant world. She tried five times to be Miss USA. She kept getting denied. And on the fifth time she went in with one sponsor and she ended up winning it. Her mother's a black woman and she had one Miss North Carolina. She had also won Miss North Carolina, but as we know, Miss USA is a you know really big deal. And that year when she won in 2019, the winners were women of color. Okay. You had Miss America, Miss USA, Miss Teen USA. They were all labeled as black women, but obviously the other two are biracial, but y'all get what I'm saying. So this was a big deal. 
And some people were really proud of her. And she always spoke a lot of positivity and light, you know. And it was amazing to watch somebody who was that pretty, that poised. And she was a lawyer in real life. Where, where she could have just rested on her looks and been like, I'm pretty. I'm just going to be a pageant girl and an IG model and, you know, model for Fashion Nova and pretty little things. She used her brain. And anybody who uses their brain outside of their looks and body gets mad respect from me. Because it's not easy. So it's, it's very easy to rest on pretty. It's not easy to be like, you know, yes, I know I'm pretty, but hey, I'm smart too. So, so much respect to Chessa Lee for everything she had accomplished. But even with all that being said, this woman was suffering from depression. And I think because of all the things she had accomplished, her looks, her being Miss USA, People never really thought to check on her or dwell into what was going on with her. And yesterday, in this apartment building, a beautiful high-rise apartment building that she lived in, she lived on the ninth floor. She rode the elevators to the 29th floor. She left the suicide... Oh, sorry, I can't say that word because YouTube is freaking immature. She left the S note for her mother, and she jumped off the building. And she was later on identified as um, Chessa Lee Chris. So this is just, it's, it's heartbreaking. And my heart broke from my friend when she was telling me this. Because like I said, she took it very personal as if this was a family member. Because she had watched this girl's struggle and her story and just everything. She was a huge fan of her. And um, it, it just, it, it hit me. Like, this is just really sad. And there's been so many. I don't cover them because it's like we can't talk about this stuff on YouTube. That's why I always make sure to also put this on my podcast. But it's been so many suicides. So many. From Sinead O'Connor's son to Regina King's son. And then let's not forget Michael Madsen. He was from Reservoir Dogs, the movie. His 26-year-old son also killed himself. Like, I think about a week ago. And these are just the, the names that we know, right? These are the celebrities, so they're going to get more light. But imagine all the just regular people out there who are going through depression, who don't know when this whole C-19 situation is going to end, who don't know where their next meal is going to come from, who don't know. You know, people are going through so much right now mentally. A lot of people are offing themselves, and this shit is heartbreaking. I'm going to go ahead and play you guys this news clip. I want y'all to go ahead and check this out. We want to turn now to our GMA cover story. A lot of you maybe saw this shocking news last night or woke up to it this morning, the tragic death of former Miss USA and extra correspondent Chesley Chris, who died by apparent suicide Sunday morning. We're going to check in with our Dr. Ashton in just a moment to tell you about warning signs and also help for family members who may have lost someone to suicide. But right now, let's check in with uh, ABC News Live anchor Lindsay Davis with the story. Lindsay, good morning to you. Hey, good morning. This is a tough one, TJ. This is a young woman who showed so much promise, multiple degrees, a beauty pageant winner from a big family in North Carolina, who not only worked on Extra TV, but also worked at a law firm on behalf of prisoners to get them reduced punishments. And she did that for free. But often we just don't know what people are dealing with personally. And yesterday morning, she reportedly got up and decided to end it all, jumping to her death from a Manhattan apartment building. North Carolina. 
This morning, immense shock and sorrow after the death of former Miss USA Chesley Christ, the 30-year-old apparently dying by suicide. Her devastated family writing in a statement, her great light was one that inspired others around the world with her beauty and strength. She cared, she loved, she laughed, and she shined. Just hours before her death, this photo was posted to Chris's Instagram with the caption, May this day bring you rest and peace. Chris, a highly accomplished attorney with a master's in business from Wake Forest University, represented North Carolina in the Miss USA pageant, crowned the top title in 2019. Mine is the first generation to have that forward-looking mindset that has inclusivity, diversity, and strength and empowered women. She appeared on GMA to celebrate a historic win for black women in the top four pageants that year. I think there are times where I am disappointed because people will sometimes comment on social media and they'll say why are we talking about your race like you guys are just four amazing women like but there was a time when we (laughs) literally could not win she then competed in the miss universe competition placing in the top 10 and went on to be a correspondent on extra the entertainment show issuing a statement saying our hearts are broken chesley was not just a vital part of our show she was a beloved part of our extra family and touched the entire staff our deepest condolences to all of her family and friends Chesley Christ was 30 years old. Back in 2019, she posted about mental health on the Miss USA Facebook page where she wrote that she did a lot to maintain her own mental health, including talking to a counselor. I talked with a good friend of hers last night and I asked, how would you describe her to people who never had the chance to meet her? And he said, just such a light, genuine, down to earth, full of life. All right, so you guys just saw that news clip. And I think one of the most haunting things is when my friend sent me her very last post. And on her last post, she says, may this day bring you rest in peace. And she posted just this gorgeous picture of herself. And um, it just goes to show you that no matter how much money somebody has, no matter how much fame, how much prestige, you know, how many awards and degrees, mental health is real. You know what I'm saying? And you can't tell somebody what they're going through and how they're feeling in their head. And this is a prime example. I know so many times people say, check on your strong friends. At this point, honey, in 2022, check on everybody. From your strong friend to your quiet friend to your lonely friend to your outgoing friend to your friend who likes to twerk to your friend who likes to kick back and smoke weed to your friend who, you know, just works a nine to five every day and takes care of her children. Check on everyone because you never know what people are going through. You know what I'm saying? It's very serious. And there's a lot of toxicity in this world, especially on social media. You know, that's why I take my breaks away and I leave for days at a time and I don't say anything to anybody. And I just make sure to take breaks and live in the real world and enjoy the real world and look at the the sun and, and take in the fresh air. Because it's, it's sometimes people are so plugged in that they lose, you know, that they lose a sense of reality. And this whole situation is just very, very heartbreaking. You know, but she rests in peace. She's accomplished a lot. And she's even talked about when people were asking her, will you ever go back to being a lawyer? And she talked about some of the things that she faced in the law industry and basically, you know, racism, microaggressions um, and things that you wouldn't even think that she would go through as a woman of color and as pretty as she is, you would think people would automatically respect her. And she's had situations where people would be like, they didn't even know that she was a lawyer on the case. So I'm going to play you guys this clip really quick. And it's a big reason. 
My third reason is just the general lack of diversity in the legal profession and the constant microaggressions because of it. Now that can be said about a lot of different industries, but for some reason it just felt worse in the legal profession. For example, I remember once walking into a deposition, which is basically just like a formal interview of a person. So I'm a lawyer interviewing somebody on the record. And the court reporter was sitting in the room when I walked in. I think she was the only one there. And uh, I walk in and sit down. She's like, do you know when the lawyers are getting here? Well, I'm here, so the lawyers are here. And I think what made me the most upset about that last instance was like, I, wa I walk into this room with my suit on and this giant bag full of documents that I then start taking out of my bag so I can ask the person I'm uh, deposing about this information. I'm like, what client or lay person <laughs> walks into a deposition with all this stuff? They walk in with themselves and Jesus. That's it. And it's not just me with these experiences. Like if you look up Brian Stevenson, who was the lawyer that Michael B. Jordan played in that movie, Just Mercy, Brian Stevenson, he had the same thing or he had a similar thing happen to him where he walked into a courtroom and a judge was like, sir, you don't need to be sitting at counsel table without your lawyer. And he's like, um, your honor, I, I'm the lawyer. All right, so you guys just saw that video of her, you know, just speaking eloquently and telling people what she went through in her industry. So, you know, that could have played a part in it. You just never know. Suicide S-word is such a sensitive topic that you never really know what ends up driving somebody, you know, to that point. Um, but they're saying as of today that they are going to do a thorough investigation. The NYPD came out and said that they're going to do a thorough investigation. Her family has also spoken out. Her impact will definitely live on. She took on a lot of free legal work with her background for um, people who have been sentenced unjustly. She was licensed in two states. She had her law degree and MBA from Wake Forest University. So she has done a lot. She's definitely somebody who I get why my friend looks up to her and, you know, admired her. Much respect to her and everything she's accomplished. I will not judge her in death because you never know what somebody is going through in life. So on that note, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoy your day. Once again, like I said, make sure to check on everyone you love. You know, a quick text message, a quick phone call. Let people know that you're thinking about them because that quick connection may be just what they need to snap out of their depression. I'll talk to y'all later. Deuces. Deuces.